Super Talk Mississippi media production. Now back to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have John McFarlane with us now, the uh, executive director of the Southeast Mississippi chapter of the Red Cross. John, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. There's a lot to talk about from yeah. hurricane season to pandemic to the latest on the tornado situation up in uh, southeast Mississippi. So why don't we let's start with with the hurricane season and because I'm sure that that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, what's the latest with you guys and, and how are things going? Well, you know, when we talked last, the COVID uh, pandemic had just really started hitting the U.S. And we talked a little bit about how we would still have to do all the things we normally do. We just have to do it differently. And between the tornadoes you mentioned earlier and, and Tropical Storm Cristobal, we've had a good bit of experience and in, in to see how those things work and what we've got to prepare for. But we... Uh, we continue to plan and work. In fact, we have another call this afternoon with our emergency managers uh, to go over the details. We'll be ready. We will just have to do things a, a little differently. Um, but, you know, now's the time that everybody, including us, has to be preparing. Uh, now's the time, which, as we say every year, that, uh, um, you know, assume the worst that if you stay, uh, that you need to prepare to be able to take care of yourself for five days. So now's the time when you go to the store, you know, pick up that extra eight pack or 12 pack of bottled water, uh, pick up those, uh, uh, some of those snacks and just set them aside. Uh, if you don't use them, have a picnic with your family at Christmas <laughs> and, right. and drink water. But, but more important, now's the time to gather those important documents that you're going to need your insurance papers, your birth certificates, your, your prescription medications, and, and put that someplace where you can grab it and go. And then the, also, if you don't have to be here and we have a, a bad storm coming, get out. Um, just, just go. Um, and, and now's the time to start planning, where will you go? You know, do you have family upstate somewhere that you, know, that you can go to? Good. If you don't, uh, you know, now's the time to think, where will I go? Where will I take the family? Because as you know, you get down to those last 36 hours, trying to get out of here is very, very difficult. So uh, for people that have not been through it, and, and our biggest fear, and I think if you talk to emergency managers, Ricky, they tell you the same thing. We've had a couple of scares since Katrina with Nate and Olga and, and Cristobal. And fortunately, they weren't what you and I know hurricanes are. And, and we hear from a lot of people that say, well, you know what? I got all excited about this and I boarded and it did this and that and nothing happened. I'm not going to do that again. Well, you know what will happen if they don't. Yeah. There's no, you know, <clears throat> let's just take Cristobal for a second. Cristobal came off that South American gyre, stayed over the Yucatan Peninsula, and got into the Gulf. It was a large storm. It was. You know, if, the, if it had been August, I hate to think what would have come uh, become of that storm. Um, so it's just, you know, we're, gonna, we're looking at a really busy season. Most of the experts continue to say that this is going to be an above-average season. It might be more hyperactive in the Gulf than it's been in a while. So we're, we may be dodging uh, some storms this this season, and we may, you know, July could be slightly active, August could be very active. 
So now's the time to really do the things that you're talking about. Now's the time, if you're going to stay, to know what shelter you would go to. I mean, you guys have a lot of responsibility around shelters. Tell me about that and also about the volunteers at the shelter. Do you have enough of those? That's that's the other issue. With the COVID environment, we really don't want to use shelters, if we can, uh, the congregate shelters, if you can possibly avoid it. Uh, if a major storm comes and, and the county emergency managers choose to open a one or more evacuation shelters, which they probably will have to. Um, that means putting a lot of people together. We will do our best to ensure that they stay, you know, they observe social distancing. We will have uh, masks for those that don't have it and we will require they use it. Uh, it's gonna be a challenge, we're seeing it now. You know, people thought, a lot of people think it's all over. And they come here, we had blood drive here last week and, and, and one of the donors didn't have a mask when he came and I gave him one and he said, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't like wearing it. We don't need it anymore. Um, you know, once things started to open, a lot of people who aren't following the news every day think it's all over. So I think it'll probably be, be a challenge, but that's going to have to happen. Afterwards, you know, our plan is not to keep people in residential shelters, but move them directly into hotels, which is what we did after the tornadoes and, and after Cristobal. The problem there, as you and I both know, you get a major storm, there may not be any hotels available down here for, for a while. So that's it's going to be tough. Hey, so John, let's focus for just a second, um, because you're a, you're a man in the know, and I talk about this literally every day on my show, that the tools we have to combat COVID-19 is washing our hands, not touching our face, face mask, social distancing, and protecting the vulnerable. Everybody knows that by now. And if you're sick, stay home. I am amazed at the number of people on social media, even today, who are ignoring all of that and still say it's a hoax and I don't know what else. You know. And then it, meanwhile, we're seeing upticks uh, you know, around the country. In Texas, for example, they had 2,000 people in the hospital at the beginning of the month, and yesterday, 4,000 people, 97% capacity in ICUs. You know, my biggest concern for us, I mean, I just bring this back home, and that is that in hurricane season, being able to follow the directions properly, being able to be aware of what you need to do to protect yourself in a, in a COVID environment if you have to go to a shelter, et cetera. But the other thing is about, about tourism, that if we... If we can continue to be seen as a place that's safe to visit, people will come here. And as sure. long as the companies like the casinos and restaurants and others do their part, we can be seen as a safe place because we get it. We understand what it takes. But it takes it takes coastal Mississippians and our visitors to sort of buy into this so that we can continue to make this place safe. But you're, you're in the know. Um, I mean, th these are the tools we have, aren't they? And, you know, one of the frightening things is that there is this myth that COVID only hits old people, and uh, younger people are safe. And I'm looking at a, a report yesterday. In Florida, in the state of Florida, through May, through April, May, and well, through April and May, the average age of confirmed coronavirus victims, those that were hospitalized with the disease, with the virus, the average age was a little bit over 65. In June, the average age of new confirmed cases was 37. Because they opened the beaches, people headed to the beach, they were out there having fun, they were around other people, and you put a thousand people together, there are going to be a few of them that have the virus. 
They may not mm-hmm. know it yet, but they they you know they they have the virus, and as also as you know, uh, with any virus, you are uh, very contagious weeks before you see the symptoms, mm-hmm. and and so that's and it's happened like that. I mean, I look at those numbers every day. I've got them on my screen now. There are few, very few places around the country, and there are very few places around the world that haven't had another uptick, and uh, yeah. and, and a lot of that is. You know, just kind of backing away and relaxing. And, you know, you, if you went to the grocery store last month, most people were wearing a mask. You go to the grocery stores now, most people are not wearing a mask because it's over. Well, it's mm-hmm. not- yeah, it's uh, it's really concerning. And, you know, I'm not an alarmist. I mean, I, I'm telling you what I do uh, because I want to protect the vulnerable in my family, that's really important to me, obviously. Um, you know, we talked about the, the the NBC news story of the fraternity party at Ole Miss and where I think 15 or 20 kids had it. So, you know, they're going to probably do fine. I mean, children, as you know, are young people. They're resilient with the disease. The issue is when they go home, are they seeing their grandmother and their mother and father? And they, are, do they have pre-existing conditions and all the things that go with that? It's, this is not the kind of thing we can ignore. And here's the thing. If we continue to ignore it and our uptick becomes substantial, then what we'll, well, it's going to do is going to phase. It's going to trigger us moving back a phase in our economic recovery plan. And we cannot afford to have that. We just can't. And in Mississippi, coastal Mississippi, tourism and hospitality there is the number two industry behind the military and, you know, and defense spending. So we've just got to pay attention. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you you're preaching this every day as a as a leader in Red Cross. It, it literally it affects everything you do, from a tornado response effort to planning for the hurricane to how you take blood. It's affecting yeah. every aspect of your life, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that that's why you know, the the Red Cross offices all around the country are closed now. Obviously, we open it for blood drives and and uh, all that, but we're trying to keep our people working remotely as much as possible. And we we just had a call earlier this morning on what the plans are. A month ago, we thought we might be able to reopen the offices in July. Right now, that's off the table. We don't know when we're going to reopen them. The Red Cross would like to do that do it nationwide at one time, rather than saying, "Well, this you know this area can open this." No, big thing is we want to protect our own people, our volunteers, and our staff. Because if we have you know, for example, if somebody who has been in this office, a staff, a, a staffer or a volunteer, comes down with the virus, then we're all quarantined. And you take right. all off the table for a couple of weeks, you got a problem. So, John, when we come back, this is John McFarland from the Southeast uh, District of the American Red Cross. When we come back, we'll talk about the latest on the tornado recovery efforts that you guys are involved in. And uh, we'll switch gears and start talking about the uh, blood supply, the efforts underway to continue to collect blood, et cetera. We'll be back after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.